Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. We're thrilled to be able to deliver relevant, timely content to you, our business owner audience. Each week, you'll hear from a range of professionals and entrepreneurs in various fields of expertise who will share stories and solutions for you to learn from and apply to your business and your life. Today, we're talking with one of the Twin Cities' most seasoned and successful M&A experts, Chris Jones, with Sunbelt Business Advisors. Sunbelt is also a sponsor of our show, and we'd like to thank them for their support of the work we're doing for entrepreneurs. If you're a business owner, you're probably wondering what impact the pandemic will have on the future of mergers and acquisitions in the Midwest. Chris is here to talk about what you need to know, regardless of what your timeline is. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Chris Jones. You give your business everything, but now you have a decision to make. Should you grow or go? Every business owner will exit their business someday. It's a big personal and financial decision. The best business owners know what their business is worth, and they know their options. Sunbelt Business Advisors can help you understand what your business is worth now and how to net the most when you sell. And if your business isn't ready for sale, we will show you how to get it ready. Here's the best part. Sunbelt gets paid when you get paid at the closing table. And if you aren't ready to exit your business right now, but you want to know what your company is worth, Sunbelt will meet with you for no charge, no cost, no commitment, absolutely confidentially. So whether you're ready to go or still working on your grow, meet with Sunbelt now. The world's largest business brokerage firm is ready to help you. Call 612-455-0880. 612-455-0880. That's 612-455-0880. Or go to sunbeltminnesota.com. sunbeltminnesota.com. Chris, it's really an honor to have you here, and thanks for joining me today. Before I start drilling you with questions, could you just share with us something about yourself and about your firm? We'd like to know more about you and Sunbelt. Julie, thanks for having me. Uh, pressure's on for your first podcast, so uh, honored to be here. And uh, as far as our firm, Sunbelt Business Advisors uh, is the world's largest seller of companies. We're also the largest in Minnesota. Uh, I personally have been helping people uh, buy and sell businesses for 20 years uh, here in the Twin Cities. And prior to that, I worked for a Fortune 200 company doing M&A work, but this is way more fun, more small and mid-sized businesses. So yeah, we, we've been doing that since 1978 and since 2001 here in the, in the Twin Cities. Yeah, you're like a staple in the industry around here. Everyone knows who Chris Jones is. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's kind of you to say. It's, it's kind of interesting to think about that you know, we had our first broker join the firm back in 2001, and here we are mm -hmm. later with 30 brokers mm -hmm. helping people you know, exit or buy their first business or grow their business. So it's, it's exciting work. Well, congratulations. You're doing something right. Thanks. Yeah, it's really great to have you here. All right, so uh, first question. This is something that's on a lot of business owners' minds, right? We're all trying to figure out um, what's next, and we're focusing today, obviously, on go or grow. And uh, when it comes to business and, and M&A, we know how things were. You know how things were pre-COVID-19, right? 
Now we're going into post-COVID-19, or we're in it, but eventually we'll be post. The M&A market is going to be different. So tell us what you're anticipating. So there's certainly a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace right now, as you're alluding to. The first place we're looking is what's happening with the business right now. And more than likely, the last couple months have been affected by COVID. Some businesses are up, but most are down. So the thing we're having to do with businesses now is, is sit down with the owners and say, let's do some forecasting. You know, now that we're emerging from this, what are your trends? Uh, let's look forward a little bit. So versus looking back at your last trailing 12 months of earnings, mm -hmm. let's look forward and see what's in your pipeline. And we want to bring them to market from a position of strength, right? We don't want to bring them out there with a lot of uncertainty. So we're still seeing a, a fair amount of deals, but some are having to be paused. Mm -hmm. And the buyers just want to see that return to normal, as much as we can call it normal mm -hmm. these days, before they, before they close. So mostly we're seeing delays. Okay. Now, that being said, um, if they're very corona-sensitive businesses like restaurants, yeah. uh, uh, fitness, things like that, those deals uh, are, are often being totally canceled and they'll have to be revisited because it's just too, too uh, unclear what's sure. going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then I would imagine that there are those deals that are kind of in the middle where maybe they're renegotiating now and, um, you know, the closing date's been put off because they want more information or they're recasting yeah. or whatever the, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've definitely, to, to that point, we've seen some re-engineering of deals on terms. Sometimes uh, that's happening because of the bank. We just had a bank on a deal yesterday that wanted to see seller financing go up by 20% mm. uh, because they just wanted more seller financing in the deal. And the bank's loan is a little bit less. And you know what? The seller was confident about the future, mm. and they're going to do it. Good for them. Not every seller is going to want to do that. No. Um, but it's it's understandable. The banks are still willing to do deals, still capital in the marketplace, but they're a little, a little more risk-averse. Well, that kind of brings me to my next question. I wanted to talk about financing and what that's going to look like. You know, you alluded to earnouts and seller financing. Um, how is that going to change you know, how's private equity going to change, mm -hmm. banker, uh, lender financing, you know, speak to that. So we do both Main Street deals, which we define as deals under $5 million in revenue, just to keep it simple, and uh, lower middle market. So 5 to $50 million in revenue, sometimes up to $100 million in revenue, but most are between 5 and $50 million. There's a definite difference between those two segments. Main Street deals are typically a buyer who is um, coming from corporate America, or maybe they own another small business, and they're still able to get bank financing. They're still willing to do deals. They still may want a little massaging of the terms, but we have seen very little disruption in that, actually. Those deals are still happening, mm. again, with some delays and little tweaks to financing. When you get into M&A, the larger the deal, the more in jeopardy it is mm. because you're dealing with uh, institutional money, private equity groups, and they seem to be being more cautious. And they're also doing a little bit of bargain hunting right now sure. of saying, hey, maybe we can go buy a good company with a balance sheet issue at some favorable price or terms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I personally think they're going to miss out on some things doing mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But I understand why the, why the pegs, the private equity groups are taking that position. For sure. Well, I'm sure that it's... Um you know, a lot of it has to do with the industry, right? Because certain industries, like you had said before, are doing really well. I know I have a couple of clients that are having banner years. Mm -hmm. And then there's others that not sure if they can hang on. And three months ago, they were doing really, really well. Right. Yeah. So yeah. speak to industry. 
Yeah, so I'll give you an example. We have a food manufacturer we're representing right now, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of food manufacturers are doing quite well. well actually, we have two. One's in the uh, meat processing industry. They're doing great. We just so we closed on that deal. Mm-hmm. We have another that's in a different segment that happens to serve the restaurant industry. So you can imagine what their pipeline looks like. Wow. Right? Yeah. So what is their new normal? We don't know. Uh, and that's it, it gets really down to what industries do they serve? What industry are they in? And then what industry do they serve? Are they diversified? Right? And if you're a business owner out there listening right now, if you haven't been disrupted, and you happen to be fortunate enough to be in a non-disrupted uh, industry, and you happen to be fortunate enough to serve industries that haven't been disrupted, I would still think about, am I diversified? Yes. Right? What if I had, what about if the industry I served had been disrupted, or my biggest customer had been disrupted? How bad could that be for me? Do I need to divert, is this a wake-up call that I need to diversify? That is a huge um Uh, issue with a lot of business owners, regardless of industry, regardless of company size, and that's customer concentration. And so I just want to throw this question out there because I think that this is an issue with a lot of companies, that they have too many eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what would you say is too much for one customer or client, percentage-wise? Well, it's a a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. If you have Walmart and Amazon and Target all those are great customers to have that can drive great growth. But what, what I can tell you is that when we're selling a company and buyers see more than 20% right. concentration with one customer, mm-hmm. they start thinking, I need to discount the price for that risk, or I need to have the terms somewhat reflect that risk. So if you can keep those concentrations under 20, uh, if you can get them under 10, then you're going to get a higher price for your, your company. If Thank you don't you. want a discount, keep it under 20. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I always thought that it was 20 myself, and 10, of course, is ideal. You know, when I think about people that do business with the Walmarts and the Amazons and Targets of the world, it makes me afraid um, of of the control that you absolutely do not have as an owner, Mm -hmm. right? They will leave you in a heartbeat for whatever reason they decide, right? It doesn't always have to do with price. Right. Um, I've been in that position before. You know, very early on in my entrepreneurial days, we had uh, one client that pr- that probably comprised 70% of our business. And the reason why I got involved in the business at the time with my husband was because I wanted to diversify that and and give us some more security. So, yeah. Just like owning stock, right? It is, yeah. It, your customers are the same way. Diversify. Definitely. So let's look into our crystal ball. Let's look into okay. the Chris Jones crystal ball. What should sellers of companies be doing right now to prepare themselves, regardless of what their timeline is? Yeah. Uh, so the theme today is grow or go, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what, one thing that they can do that whatever path they're going to go down, on a long enough timeline, they're going to have to exit. You know, every business owner will exit someday. Yes, they Some will. are going to exit feet first. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> it happens. Right. Uh, some are going to have a great plan. Um, but most don't do a lot of planning, as you know, from your exit planning work. Um, and people should definitely work with you on that because they all need a plan. It's probably their biggest mm-hmm. investment. But what they should do is get a baseline at least to what their company is worth. They should get an understanding of that. Because if you're going to grow it, grow it from what? Revenue? Okay, that's important. Am I going to grow earnings? Am I going to grow mar- – how am I going to do that? Margin? Uh, but at the end of the day, a great way to hold yourself accountable as a business owner – 
whatever path you're going down is, is my business worth more today than it was yesterday? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be worth more at the end of 2020 than it was at the beginning of 2020? And the things you do to grow its value will make it a stronger, more sustainable business for the long term. It will make you safer. It will make you more diversified. So they should find out what their business is worth. Get some indication. And then find out why it's worth that. Mm -hmm. How do they make it worth more? And they'll, they'll have an abundance of ideas on how to make their business better. So if I'm a business owner and I come to you and I say, well, I think I want to sell my business, what is, mm -hmm. is one of the first steps that you take or that Sunbelt agents take is to determine what the value is today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's the number one question we get is, what is my business worth? Mm -hmm. um, we will try to back that up and say, you know, what's the human reason behind this? And you do such a great job of talking about this. Like it's the intersection of personal readiness and business readiness and market readiness. Yes. Um, so we try to get some some feel of their personal reasons on doing that. Are they burnt out? Are they retirement age? Um, they don't have a key employee wants to take over. Maybe they do. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to finance that person. So we start there. What's the why? Okay. Exactly. Then we'll give them generally a complimentary value range. If they're thinking, hey, I want to go to market. We'll tell them without a charge for that. If they're just doing uh, you know, exit planning or something else, then we might do a consulting agreement. But we, we basically say, here's what we think it might be worth. It's most probable selling price. Mm -hmm. And then that gives us a baseline. And usually, they don't like it. <laughs> I was going right? to just say that. There's going to be pushback usually yeah. on that number. <laughs> it's kind of like bringing your kid in you right. know, and saying, tell me how beautiful my kid is. And we come back and go, yeah, yeah, they're pretty cute, you know, but they're not, uh, you know, they're not Miss America. Right. Their right? teeth are crooked. Right. And... You could fix this, right. you know, maybe yeah. a new wardrobe. For sure. Right. Their grades could be better. Right. Yeah. So there's some, um, you're criticizing their baby. Right. So it can yeah. be, it can be hard, but they have to hear that. Definitely. And business owners don't always like it when people look under the hood. And so... Um, we have to be careful with how we approach that conversation. I know you do a really good job with that. So I would like to kind of switch gears a little bit and go from defense to offense okay. and uh, talk about opportunities for growth. I know that you guys have got special representation within your Sunbelt franchise here in Minnesota yeah. um, who, who represent buyers of businesses. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, there will be some opportunities coming up here, right, in the future over the next several years. Yeah. Um, you know, some will be bargains, unfortunately. And then others won't necessarily be, but they'd be really good strategic. So let's just speak to that for a little bit. Yeah. So growth through acquisition is a proven strategy. It is mm -hmm. one of the fastest, most reliable paths to growth. And both small and big businesses can do it. It's not just Google, who's made hundreds of acquisitions, by yes. the way, under mm -hmm. Alphabet companies. It's not just those kind of companies who make acquisitions. Mm -hmm. uh, small companies and mid-sized companies in the Twin Cities are growing through acquisition all the time. Organic growth is hard. Yes. Getting customers is hard. And time-consuming. Yeah, and time-consuming. By the way, getting management as well to, to run the show. Mm -hmm. Adding a location is hard and full of risk. Mm -hmm. So growing through acquisition can be a way to immediately jump into a market, immediately add a product, immediately add talent, and it can help you grow your business uh, exponentially in a, in a pretty short amount of time. Absolutely. If, if you were going to like indicate maybe one or two of the top criteria, if you're going to decide whether you're going to acquire or you're going to grow organically, what yeah. would be those top two criteria? Well, first, I would, I would just let you know, just kind of behind the scenes, 
we turn down most buy side advisory work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we do sell side advisory, we represent the seller and they're paying us to go sell their company. We talk to many buyers. Then we'll have buyers come to us, usually smaller, mid-sized companies, sometimes individuals, but if they don't have a clear vision of that they must grow through acquisition, that they have planned to do that, and that ownership, if there are multiple owners, all agree. If they're just being opportunistic and saying, well, I, I think I'm, let's look at mm -hmm. some companies. Mm -hmm. That is not a strategy. No. The strategy is to say, what are we missing from our business that we want? Absolutely. That we want to grow through acquisition. It's purposeful. It's on purpose. We're going to do it this year. And then we look at, okay, you have a vision. Leadership has a vision then how much capital do you have to invest? And do you have the banking relationship to help you fund the deal? Um, and are you realistic about multiples, right? If mm -hmm. they're out bargain hunting, I mean, that you can do that. Sure. But they should expect to pay a fair multiple. What we're going to help them do is look at a lot of targets that aren't on the market, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're going to approach those business owners individually and say, hey, we have a buyer we're representing. They want to grow through acquisition. They have the capital. They're serious. They're paying our fee. Do you want to talk? Right? These are people who are not listed with a broker or M&A advisor. So it could be very nice for the buyer to have that one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. without competition. And, you know, to your point about making sure that you're buying for the right reasons, because it is kind of like finding a needle in a haystack, right? Mm -hmm. I know that that's why people in your industry don't necessarily like to work with buyers. But if you can zero down on what it is that you're really looking for, make sure that it's a culture match, mm -hmm. make sure that it works for your product and service offering and your geographic offering. Um, I've had a couple clients that have gone through this process over the last couple of years. It took a while to find the right company to buy, but boy, did it turn out well for them. Them, right? Yeah. Everybody wins, and yeah. that's where we want to be. Yeah, and you cannot underestimate what you just said about culture match and value yeah. match. Yeah. Um, you could They could have the best company as far as earnings and growth trends and all that, but if the cultures don't fit and the values don't fit, I would say be very, very careful. And don't buy something, uh, whether you're doing it through a broker, M&A advisor, or on your own, do not buy something that is too big for you to bite off. Um, it could end up, you know, the tail's wagging the dog. Yes. And those get ugly yes. if you buy something that's too big for you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Got to have good advisors on your team to help you figure yeah. it out, right? Which is sometimes is telling you not to do it. Yes, Yeah. for sure. And they don't always like what we have to say, but sometimes we have to save them from themselves. Right. That's our job. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the book Poised for Exit that I wrote so the show, of course, is obviously called Poised for Exit. I wrote a book called Poised for Exit, A Woman Entrepreneur's Guide to Business Transition. And this show is meant to help kind of extrapolate the information that's in that book and break down the content and have it be um, a resource for business owners to listen to with action items and things that they can do to improve and grow every day of their business. And so we have tools and checklists in the back of the book. And... Sunbelt has a checklist in the back of Poised for Exit, and I'm proud to say that. Yeah. So uh, tell us about what that tool um, entails, and maybe we could talk about the book for a minute or two. All right. So I'm going to confess on your show to the whole world that I have uh, ADD, okay? So when I designed <laughs> that tool, and I've met a lot of business owners that I think either because they're super busy or they have ADD like me, have short attention spans. <laughs> So the tool that we put in the back of the book is short and sweet. Yes. And it's value drivers. It's four columns of value drivers, and it says low, medium, high on getting value for your business. And it's a way for a business owner to go in there and say, all right, one column's people and processes. 
to am I owner centric and I do everything? That's low. Do I have some management, but not a lot? That's medium. Do I have a sophisticated management team and I'm able to be absentee and go on vacation and go to Florida without getting 20 calls a day? That might get your high value because you made the business not dependent on you. Now that it is more complex than that, and I would encourage people to pick up your book and look at those tools, but it's, it's a guide for value drivers. It's, it's what's the qualitative stuff? Lots of businesses make money, but how sustainable is it? How growable is it? And it's a list of those value drivers you can score yourself on. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, actually, all of the checklists that were, in, were designed to be short and sweet in the back of the book. So we can talk more about that later. And you can check out the book and buy the book if you want on the Poised for Exit website. So it's poisedforexit.com. Um, for right now, we're going to take a quick break. And then we come back and we're going to wrap up with Chris Jones. Do you know what it means to be transition ready? Does the thought of your future business exit bring on feelings of anxiety? If so, you are not alone. In the Business Transition Readiness Program, you'll find the answers to these questions and many more. According to award-winning certified exit planner Julie Keyes, it takes at least five years to prepare an owner and a business for a future exit. The Business Transition Readiness Program will help you unpack the complexities of exit and transition planning, shed light on the unknowns, and help prepare you and your business to exit on your own terms and not someone else's. You can get more info and register for upcoming programs at poisedforexit.com. Just click on Owner Program. So, Chris, as we near the end of our time together, I would like to leave our business owner audience with an action item or two. And we've talked a little bit about action items prior. But um, if I were a business owner and I were sitting across from you and I said, Chris, what should I be doing right now to make my business better and to secure its future so that it's not necessarily dependent upon a one-year or two-year timeline, but if I'm going to be in this for a while, and many business owners are, what, would I, what should I do? What advice would you give me? It can be lonely at the top for a business owner. Mm -hmm. So having an advisor like you or someone else who understands what it's like to exit that will speak plainly to them about what their, what their business really looks like and who can evaluate, not only give them thoughts on what their business might be worth in dollars, but can do a true assessment of the value drivers. You know, is it, does it have customer concentration problems? Does it have people issues where it's too owner centric? Um, are the financials a mess mm. and they need to be cleaned up and you mm -hmm. just need to get your, you know, get your accountant in there to clean that stuff up or start doing monthly reconciliations versus waiting to the end of the year. How would it present to folks? And again, that is so important because even if you were never gonna sell or even if you were never gonna exit, right? which you are going to exit, but even if you pretended you weren't, those things will make you better. You cannot improve what you don't measure. And this is a way to measure your business is value and is value drivers. It's like a, it's kind of like a health checkup. You know, you're going in for your physical, but it's for your business. And then you can do it again next year. You know, did your blood pressure go up? You know, did it go down? Your customer concentration's better? Great. You got some good trends going on. Mm -hmm. It's really not that hard once you open up to an advisor. Excellent advice. Um, thanks so much for joining me today. Great insights, great wisdom, as usual. Um, so tell us, how. what's the best way for us to get a hold of you? Uh, our website, sunbeltminnesota.com. Uh, you could also email me at cjones at sunbeltmidwest.com, cjones at sunbeltmidwest.com, or they can call me. Great. 612-414-0633. Uh, That's my cell. They can give me a direct call. 
And I'll either help them or connect them with one of our 30 brokers. Wonderful. So for our listeners, uh, just to wrap up here real quick, we um, thank you for joining us. This episode will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also get a copy of the book and you can download the tool that Sunbelt has designed for the book that Chris was talking about. That's also available on the website. Thanks again for listening and please join us again next time.